So it's funny how it, you, it just it never hurts to have a little refresher on etiquette because we all kind of forget sometimes. And they came up with six social etiquette rules everyone should follow. Okay. And some of them are pretty easy. You start teaching your two-year-old this. Say please, say thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, this one you don't think about as much as you should. Step away or step outside to take a phone call. No one oh, wants to hear you yapping. Big fan of that. Yes. Why anyone would talk on the phone in the bathroom, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, the other one, uh, use your turn signals. Absolutely. I know that's a pet peeve Ugh. for a lot of people. This is a very important one during a pandemic. Cough or sneeze into your elbow. Um, write thank you notes. Man, that's a lost mm. art nowadays, right? I've got several I need to write My daughter right Amber picked up on that, and it's paid off. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Time. Yeah, people love getting handwritten notes. And the final uh, etiquette rule everyone should follow, let people get off the elevator before you get on. Yeah. Especially like public transit too, like a, a train or something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. it's like collision. So it's interesting when you think about all the businesses that have thrived during the last year. And there's one that after the last year is just about completely booked up and sold out. If you wanted the service, you'd have to wait a long time. Tell you what it is next. Okay, so you want to guess what service it is that if you wanted to, to have this service, you'd have to get on a wait list of about 10 weeks before they could even get around to you. A service. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, what would be doing well... Now, I'll tell you what it During is. The pandemic. Dog training. Oh, because so many people got pandemic puppies. Huge demand for dog training uh-huh. right now. Yeah, there was like almost 13 million pets Ooh. were welcomed into homes in the last year, which is way higher than normal. And they were talking to a dog trainer, uh-huh. and he was saying that uh, it normally, like if things were normal, it'd be like a two to three week wait. It's now 10 weeks before you can even consider Whoa. getting in. You know what's so funny? We called to get Alex the Wonder Mutt, our dog, groomed. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get us in for a month. No kidding. I wonder if it's huh. the same thing, like well, related to this. He said one of the biggest things that dogs are going through now as people are slowly returning back to work and stuff is separation anxiety. Yes. That's what dogs, because they, if you got it as a puppy, they don't know anything, but you being there all day. So his big tip is uh, to work them up to the separation. So before you go back to work, start leaving for like, Five minutes. Leave them alone five, ten okay. minutes and then build up the time until they're able to go for hours because it's going to take yeah, a while. poor puppies. It's so hard. <laughs> you know what I'd like to talk about? Since it's right around the corner, it's coming up. We're in Holy Week. What are some Easter traditions that you and your family do every year? And it's top of mind for me because my wife and I dug out a bunch of our Easter decorations yesterday and, and put them up. So got me to thinking, like, what are they? Because so many of them are go back to, like, my childhood of stuff that we would put out to decorate. So do you guys have any really cool Easter traditions that you do every year? So we're talking about uh, Easter traditions. And in my family, with with my mom, who she just passed away in August, this will be the first Easter without her. So, I mean, last year we didn't get to see her, but still got to call and and chat a little bit. But this will be the first Easter without her. And so much of, of my stuff that I consider, it's not Easter without this stuff is my mom and our, our Polish roots in our family growing up. Uh, Christmas was a big deal, but Easter was the big one. Christmas was big, but Easter was that was Super Bowl Sunday. That's the big deal in for my mom and her family. And um, some of the traditions that she had, I mean, I'm trying to pick up where she left off. We did this big order from a, uh, a deli in Chicago. It's a Polish delicatessen in Chicago. So supposedly dry, d- arriving today or tomorrow, packed on dry ice is kielbasa and uh, poppy seed roll and 
Remember, you guys came over for Easter one year. We have the the butter shaped like a lamb. Yeah, yeah, it's that's rep- so cool. It represents Jesus, mm-hmm. and, and we ordered one of those from them. So that's all coming. What's a poppy seed roll? It's it's, it's like um, a roll with poppy seeds on top. Yeah, it's a, a sweet like it's almost like a Danish, but it's in a long oh, like loaf. Very it's a cool. flat loaf. It's so good. Yum. Um, but the thing that really got my uh, Got my East like wow! This is a great Easter memory. We we're getting out our Easter decorations yesterday, and we have these things. That are, they're called pasankis. They're uh, wooden Polish Easter eggs, and they're very decorative. They paint them, and they're they, some of them are just look like um, you know, like crafty type stuff. But then they'll they'll have different things on them that that tell the story of Jesus or whatever, and they're really really cool. Um, and we've got we must have fifty of them. So we put those up around the house and stuff nice. yesterday. It was just—it awesome. was kind of like, uh, kind of like my mom was there with us. It was really, really cool. So, but we're wondering what are some of your Easter traditions? Do you have stuff in your family that it's not Easter if we don't do blank? We'd love to hear from you. We're talking about Easter traditions. How about your family, Kathy? Okay, this started with my husband's family, so I'm not sure if it's really an Easter tradition or just a game that they had. But <laughs> it's really fun probably easter egg bonk and it's very competitive um and when we're dyeing our eggs we start thinking about which egg we're going to use for the easter egg bonk but basically what it is is you face off with another person you each hold your your egg you count to three and you knock the eggs together whichever egg does not crack moves on to the next round (laughs) so you keep going until there's a final egg and that person is proclaimed as the easter egg bonk champion are these hard-boiled eggs or are they like your yes yes, definitely hard-boiled okay so your hands not get it because i was going to say that sounds incredibly sticky to me they would all crack like so easily really strategies about the way you hold the egg and you know, it's fascinating. Only one will crack. You should try it. It's very fun. <laughs> I am the egg bonk champion of the world. <laughs> Do they get into it so much that they have uh-huh. like a perfect boiling technique to hard boil the eggs? Like, oh, it's got to be four minutes and then you got to get them on ice cubes right away and that will harden the shell. <laughs> well, I'm the one that boils all the eggs. We haven't had anybody bring in any outside eggs. No cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin could hide one of his wooden ones. Right. I'll bring a wooden egg. <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Really fun. Thanks for calling. We'll talk to you later. You know, I, I, maybe they have one, but I would like to see a documentary done on the operations and logistics of Amazon. How do they do it? The coordination it takes to get stuff to your door within 24 or 48 hours. Um, but they have a term for the facility it arrives at right before it gets to your house. They call it last mile distribution. Ah, that's cool. Makes sense, right? Yeah. It makes sense. But you think of like, a, I mean, you think Santa's got a distribution job on his hands every year, right? Yes. Amazon does it every day. Yeah, it's like every Christmas day. every day for them. <laughs> it's fascinating. So today is is Good Friday, and um, what a day, right? It's just one of the most important days in the life of a Christian. And we're going to talk about in just a minute, how did Jesus get through Good Friday next? So today is Good Friday, and um, I was thinking about what Jesus went through on today. I mean, he was rejected by his friends, falsely accused. No one came to his rescue when he stumbled beneath the weight of the cross. No one came to help him. He was dying alone. And how did he get through this? And Max Lucado had such a great insight into this. Um, The way Jesus faced his Friday 
was by looking into eternity and by making heaven bigger, his pain became smaller. And I thought, what what a lesson for all of us as we focus on what Jesus did for us on the cross today, that when we f- remember heaven and think about eternity, it puts our pain here on earth. It, it makes it a lot smaller. Mm. And um, I hope you guys are having a, a good Friday. There's a lot to focus on today. And Man, I, I don't know about you guys, but I am nothing but grateful for what Christ did for us on the cross. So did you hear, Taylor, that uh, the demand for gasoline, you know, filling your tank, it's been down like historically low yeah. levels because of the past year, because of the pandemic. And uh, they're saying it may never come back to what it was for a very wow. specific reason. Tell you why next. It's so funny you want to talk about um, the demand for gas because I just saw a headline. It said, Americans are getting less gassy. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, you made me think of my father-in-law. Anyhow, <laughs> anywho, the demand for gas yeah, at an all-time low, and they're saying it may never come back because so many people are going to be teleworking moving forward. They're not going to be yeah. driving into the oven. The commute's going to be changed forever. So they're saying the demand for gasoline might never return to what it was before the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, I believe it. You know, my neighbor, she has two kids. She could not be more thrilled. She's been told you'll never go back to the office. And now she can get her kids off the bus every day. And Mm. she is just loving life. So those moments where you get those unexpected blessings and you're like, oh, my gosh, thank you, God, so much for providing for my family. Uh, I have a friend of mine who um, has a little eight year old daughter and money is really tight. The pandemic has hit them really hard when it comes to their family income. And um, she has a friend who's got um, a twin daughters that are two years older than her daughter. So she's not only giving her the hand-me-downs, she's giving her the hand-me-downs from both girls. Mm. So she'll get like a blue pair of shorts and a red pair of shorts and a pink (laughs) jumper and a green jumper. And like, it's just been this huge blessing in their lives because they literally don't have to buy a single stitch of clothing for their daughter. You know, I feel a responsibility Almost a burden to keep dads fully stocked with dad jokes. And particularly with Easter Sunday coming up, you know, the family's going to be counting on him for a few laughs. So I've got a whole bunch of Easter Bunny dad jokes. So here we go. Taylor, um, what do you you call a a rabbit with fleas? I don't know, Kev. What do you call a rabbit with fleas? Bugs Bunny. (laughs) That's cute. That's a good one for six-year-olds. I love that. What do you get? If you give an Easter bunny, if you give an Easter bunny a pair of socks, uh, I don't know. A sock hop. <laughs> There's a lot of kids that be like, "What?" I had to explain to my What's my 18 year old daughter what a sock hop was. Yeah. Yes. What is the Easter bunny's favorite kind of music? Mm, Hip hop. Yes. Very good. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> My wife and I had a very lighthearted argument about something last night, and it's about proper charging of a cell phone, of of your iPhone. We'll talk about it next. So it's always been an age-long dilemma about charging your cell phone, so Mm -hmm. I'm excited to hear this argument you and your wife had. Mine never loses its charge. I leave my, when I get in the car, I plug it in. 
When I go to bed at night, I plug it in. I generally have over 50% or more at all times. Mm -hmm. My wife does not do that. She goes, no, you're not supposed to charge it for that long regularly. that's what I've heard. You will ruin the battery. That's what I've heard. My phone is always charged. She's constantly running out of battery and having to find desperately find a charger, which our kids have always stolen to charge it in to keep it from going to zero. She, now, here's the argument that she's using is that I'm ruining the battery by charging all the time. I never run out of battery. She runs out all the time, but apparently has a battery that's, you know, robust and healthy. I ask you who's winning. I'm winning. <laughs> Was, are you sure this is lighthearted? <laughs> yeah. I'm done, like, just charge, just plug it in all night. Just charge it all night. You will not have this problem. She refuses to do it. So what's your plan for charging your phone battery? How do you how do you roll? I'm actually in between you and Tracy. I'm neither of you. I'll tell you my strategy next. So the cell phone battery, I have heard exactly what your wife has said, that you should not leave it charging all night long. It's mm-hmm. too hard on the battery. So I'm in between the two of you. I charge mine when I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. And I charge it when I get up in the morning and hop in the shower. And how is your battery? And my battery is always, almost always, let me see what it's at right this minute. Uh, Right now it's at 74%. Mm. So I'm usually always at like 74% or higher. I never, I can't let it get down as low as your wife does where you're running around (laughs) looking for, my mom does the same thing. She'll be like, maybe it's an excuse. She'll go, honey, I'm going to have to wrap this up because my battery is going dead. And I'm like... Is your battery really going dead, maybe, Mom? Are you tired of talking to your maybe daughter? Maybe she means her personal battery. <laughs> <laughs> my how long I can stand hearing my middle daughter talk battery is dead. <laughs> okay, I've had enough of hand sanitizer, specifically the hand sanitizer that has the little you push down on the nozzle on the top and it comes squirting out. And here's why I'm sick of it. First squirt always goes on my shirt. It, it does? shoots straight out, hits my shirt, and then I go, oh, man, and I get my hand angled over top of it. Why don't they make these things so they shoot downward into your hand instead of straight at your shirt? You've um, never had that happen I knew what to get you now as a gift. What? A new hand sanitizer dispenser. Well, I, I, I want the dispenser people to fix it. It's a, it's a design this flaw. This has never happened to And me. I cannot believe <laughs> that I am the first person to openly complain about this after a year of living with my shirt being covered with hand sanitizer. Does it stain your shirt or no, bleach it No, it dries up, anything? but still That's it's frustrating. Good. And it's, it's, you know, it's that wet spot for a little while. Wow. Come I, on, I hand sanitizer no people. Get on your game. So have you ever given up something just for your kids, just for your spouse, because you love them and you know it's best for them? My brother-in-law, I just discovered, has given up the news. He has not watched the news for over 30 days. And he, is he did a new it. Man? He is. He like I would well, how we discovered it is we were having a picnic outside the other night and we said something I won't to say what it is, but it was a big event in the news. And he Hot goes, event of the day. did something happen in such and such town? And you're like, you look up like you're joking, right? Like this is everywhere. And he yeah. goes, oh no, I gave up the news. And we're like, what? And this is a guy who had the news, Twitter, everything like locked 24/7. in 24 <laughs> seven. And he said he realized that it was really affecting his 17 year old daughter mm. that she, it was getting stressful because that's all he wanted to talk about was yeah. what's going on in the news. And yeah, like you said, Kev, he is a new man. And I said, oh my gosh, you must really be able to focus on what's important in life, focus on things above, like the Bible tells us to. 
And he said, oh, it's it's a whole new world. He said it's a little weird not knowing what's going on, but it has been very cleansing for him and very healthy for his family. I bet he could probably take a wild guess and be 85 percent right because <laughs> it's, <true. laughs> it's the same old same old nonsense day uh, after day taylor there's something we probably shouldn't do if you eat out or enjoy uh you know curbside pickup to go regularly and that's read the health scores uh, i, I oh, want to find no. out what do you think is an acceptable health score next so i i think i've decided an acceptable health score for me when it comes to restaurants and they're mm-hmm. you know the health department inspecting them i'm gonna say it's got to be a 90 or higher because there's a place that we frequent fairly regularly and they got an 84 which is you know if it was an english test yay you (laughs) but for a health score i want to know what did they get 16 points off for i'm saying 98 or above it's gotta be 98 (laughs) because there's one little mistake and you could have the worst illness be (laughs) down for the count for days and i won't go into detail my husband thinks it happened to him once from a sub. Yeah. He cannot eat those subs. So anymore. you want perfection or pretty close to pretty it? Pretty close. <laughs> Which is funny because if they did the test in my own kitchen, I would probably fail, but I try. <laughs> right. Well, you can make excuses for yourself, right? right? We've got a, a mix of generations in our house. We've got uh, Gen Zers, we've got Millennials, we've got Gen Xers in our house. So I'm always interested what each generation is getting into. Wait till you hear what the latest trend with Gen Zers, that's like 18 to 24-year-olds, what they're into now. I should tell you about it coming up next. So what are Gen Zers into these days? They are into going to estate sales. Oh, fun. That's like a big thing with them now because they say it's sustainable, it's cheap, they can find unique stuff that no one else has. It's become such a thing on social media that one of the top uh, people that posts on Instagram just about estate sales has like 50,000 followers. Wow. And all she does is post stuff that she's gotten at estate sales. Oh, that sounds fascinating because I I wouldn't want the stuff. I'm in a declutter mode, but I'd like to see what she got. Remember we had in the news like a couple months ago that that, that kind of decor is really in where you take pieces of grandma's stuff uh-huh. and right. incorporate it into your more modern right. stuff. Huh. Fascinating. So our dog, Alex the Wonder Mutt, she is extremely spoiled. Um, she When we adopted her, we had a Scottish Terrier and he's in doggy heaven. So... We joke around, she's struggling being the only dog. She loves the attention. We thought she was going to miss Jackson so Mm. bad. Well, the latest is we moved into a house that has one of those fireplaces that you just, you know, put on the gas and light a lighter and the, the fireplace comes on. She lets my husband know when she's chilled and she wants it on. And then she goes, I call it sidewaysness. She goes and lays down in front of it. And usually it's only in the evenings. She started doing it in the mornings now, too. And I'm like, Glenn, is she going to do this all summer? When is this going to end? Our gas bill is going to be crazy. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.